Welcome, welcome, and welcome, everybody, to the show. I am, of course, your host, Rob Zakari. This is the Rob Zakari Show, and we are live. Yes, we are live, as always, and it is Wednesday. Yeah, it's Wednesday, right? All right, it's Wednesday. I had to think about that for a minute. The days are starting to bleed into each other. Now, yesterday's uh, Periscope um, experiment uh, went well, and we're going to do it again. So uh, if you guys uh, have Periscope, if you guys have uh, Twitter, if you guys have anything that will get you online, go to it. Because I'm going to push the button. All right, so bear with us here. Gonna push the button. All right, so we do that. Click that button. Here we go. We're gonna push the button. Oh man, there we are. All right. Uh, yeah, I guess. I guess it's getting we're we're getting there i i think we could turn it just a smidgen right that's what i hate about this whole periscope thing they they got to master the the whole turn uh so you got it now you got to go like this all right you got to go like that yeah turn it boom How's that? Uh, uh, it, is, it is what it is. Good afternoon, guys. Well, we're going to have to live with it. We're going to have to just live with it. We're still trying to uh, master this whole... Um, that's the only thing that sucks about the whole Periscope thing. Because it's not a pre-roll type of thing. So you can't control it until you actually start broadcasting. It's not like uh, uh, it's not like you can uh, actually uh, set it up. Like when you have the iPhone and you or whatever phone you have, and you push the button, and you could actually set your shot up. So if you're out at the Grand Canyon and you want to. uh, uh, take a picture of your your girlfriend or your boyfriend or whoever, uh, and you want to set the damn thing up. You can't do it with Periscope. Kind of pisses me off. It does. It pisses me off. So I'm gonna now position this again. Hold on. Oh, see, we got tripods and stuff. So yeah, it's still. <sighs> I don't know. It is what it is. Yeah, at least you, you get you get the little picture in the back. All right, so uh, big news. What's what's going on? Big news. Uh, Trump's going to Mexico. We got a bunch of stuff we got to cover today. We're going to get moving on it. So you got Trump going to Mexico. You know, one of my people said, why is Trump going to Mexico? It's obvious he's going to get shot. <laughs> Wouldn't that be something if he goes to Mexico and, and he vanishes? 
Well, I mean, it's it's not like Mexico's a safe place, you know. It's not. It's not like Mexico. It, it's not like uh, you know. Uh, it's not like it's Mexico. All right. It, it, there, there's 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 pockets. All right. There's there's pockets that are safe. It, it's it's the opposite in other in other countries. It's pockets that are unsafe. In Mexico, it's pockets that are safe. The rest of the country is horrible. Yes, Juarez. Juarez is is beyond horrible. I have a little experience, not necessarily in Juarez, but close to Juarez. Uh, I, I have some experience in El Paso, okay? I have some experience in El Paso. And the border there uh, is Juarez. And I knew some people that would tell me that they would cut people's hands off and they would just put them in the street. And I'm like, you're, you're joking, right? You're joking with me. And they're like, no, the hands and the, and the head and they put them in the street. I said, holy moly. That's, that's a little, it's a little rough and no one does anything about it. That's the thing. Mexico's almost like Brazil. It's almost, it's almost, might be worse. It might be worse. It might be worse. But anyways, so Trump's going to Mexico. Then he's got a big immigration uh, speech tonight. Uh, You got Hillary, who just uh, laid out a a speech. I think, was it to the American Legion Hall? I, I think. I caught it when we were getting ready to go on, and I I was listening to her a little. You could tell the left is freaking out. Listen, all joking aside with Trump getting killed when he goes to Mexico, can you imagine they kidnap him? They just they kidnap him. <laughs> they kidnap him. They put the bag over his head. Did you ever see the movie Traffic? So they put the bag over his head and they drive him out somewhere to the uh, somewhere to the desert and they just give him a beating. <laughs> okay, uh, you could tell the left. Set that aside. You could tell the left is, is freaking out because they are dooming the trip before the trip has even happened. They're dooming the trip before it has even happened. Oh, this is this is this is bad. I mean, that Jorge Ramos. If you go on Twitter, that Jorge Ramos is losing his mind. I mean, he's losing his mind. Vicente Fox, the ex, he's losing his mind. Even though he had said, "Oh, Trump, come down to Mexico. Come, come and visit Mexico." So, okay, I'm gonna come to Mexico. The president of uh, of Mexico, this uh, Enrique Piña. Now it is Piña Nito. He said, "Oh, I want Trump. I want Hillary. Come down. Come on, check it out." Trump's like, "Yeah, okay, I'll go. I'm gonna go, I'll go down for a taco bowl. I'll get a little authentic taco bowl. <laughs> you know, I'll, I'm down. What the hell? Let's go. Who doesn't want to take a trip to Mexico?" Huh? Who doesn't want to take a trip out here in California? That's like a that's like a weekend trip. 
come on, we'll go to DJ. Oh, <laughs> my own. Going to TJ, smuggle back some Xanax. <laughs> smuggle back Xanax. So who doesn't want to go? So now everybody's freaking. Everybody's freaking. They're all freaking out. The, the, the New York Times, Washington Post, CNN, <laughs> MSNBC. Oh, they're losing their minds. Absolutely losing their minds. Every ex uh, <laughs> Mexican president, they're losing their mind. Why is he coming here? Why is he coming here? He shouldn't be coming here. We hate him. He's horrible. What's going on? So <laughs> you you know when the left gets rattled. You know when the left gets rattled. When they start freaking out about this stuff. They did it with the whole uh, uh, black outreach. They did it with that. They, 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 you know they're freaking out. What's going on? What? What is? You you can't. What? You can't. You, those are our blacks. The black. They're ours. You can't. You can't talk to them. You 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 can't reinforce what what we've been saying. You can't. What do you do? You can tell. Polls are tightening. So I love when people go, oh, look at the polls. Listen, you know the polls. Listen, I'm not going to be a total uh, right-wing, uh, you know, conspiracy guy. I'm not going to be an Alex Jones chemtrails and say, oh, the polls, they're, they're, they're all wrong. They're, they're... The polls are wrong, but they're not completely flipped, meaning – I do believe that Hillary has a lead. And that's because if you look at the electorate, uh, there are more Democrats than there are Republicans. So I do believe she does have a lead. But she doesn't have a 10-point lead. She doesn't have a 13-point lead. She doesn't have an 8-point lead. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Remember during the primaries, you know, a lot of people seem to have this very short uh, memory. During the primaries, and and I remember, I think it was South Carolina. It it was on the eve of South Carolina when the polls showed all of a sudden, all of a sudden, Ted Cruz, it was an NBC Wall Street Journal poll, all of a sudden, Ted Cruz, Ted Cruz, Ted Cruz, nationally beating Trump by two, just out of the blue. The polls never had uh, Cruz up, and then out of the blue, Cruz is up nationally. I think it was South Carolina. It was one of the big primaries. So the night before, <laughs> no Ted Cruz, I, <laughs> it was the night before, and that was. The narrative of the day. That was the story of the day. And it broke at around 6 o'clock, 5 or 6 o'clock East Coast. And man, Ted Cruz, what's this mean? It's the sign. It's the sign. Uh, these things that Trump said, it hurt him, it hurt him, it hurt him, it hurt him. And then the next day, Trump hammers Cruz. Hammers him. 
I remember when a poll came out that had Jeb Bush leading in New Hampshire. It was some college poll that nobody ever heard of before. But man, the media, Jeb Bush is making strides. He's making strides. He's moving. He's moving. So listen, these polls, and we talked about it months and months and months ago. It's, it's, it's fill time. That's all. That's all it is. It's, it's, it's fill time. That's why it's the networks that have the polls. The newspaper that has the polls. And you can skew these polls. You could get an older uh, demographic. You could get a more conservative demographic. You could get a more liberal demographic. And when you hear people go, I don't believe this this uh, new voter thing. I don't believe this non-polled voter thing. That's a myth. No, it's not. It, it really isn't. Let me tell you. I'm 43. I've been voting since I was 18. I've never, ever I've never done a poll. I, I've never been involved in a poll. My girlfriend, she's only 27. Uh, I know she hasn't had a lot of voting, but she's never been in a poll. My parents, they're old as dirt. They've, well, my dad's old as dirt. My mom's not. They've never been in a poll. My brother's never been in a poll. So you got a handful of people right there that have never been involved in getting polled. There's got to be more people than that. There, there's got to be more. I mean, a million maybe? A million and a half? So you can always tell. You can always tell when internal polling is showing something. And something that a Republican, uh, in this case Trump, is doing, that's working. Or could be working. Remember, two weeks ago, what? I think we're we're going on the third week now. After uh, this weekend, it will be three weeks. When Trump got Conway, and he got Bannon, and they said, okay, here's what we're going to do. It's a teleprompter, it's stay on message, it's hammer Hillary on all of these things. Don't step on your junk. Don't be a dummy and step on your junk. If people are going after Hillary, don't let them change that to go after you. Because remember, the media is already in the tank, not just Hillary, but they're in the tank for Democrats. Remember, the media is controlled by liberals. Extreme left, okay? Extreme left. But if you don't give them a reason to get away from scandals or talking about the left, they're forced to talk about the left. They're forced. Absolutely forced. So Trump stays on message, doesn't step on his junk, doesn't step on his junk at all. That's what I call it, not stepping on your junk. So he doesn't step on his junk. And remember, 
the left starts freaking. At first, they don't start freaking. At first, they're all right. Because they figure, eh, he'll step on his junk. But he doesn't step on his junk. And we get uh, a week. Right? We get, we get a week. What the hell happened? We, we, we lost everybody. <laughs> Hold on. We lost everybody. We lost everybody. What happened? We lost everybody. We lost everybody. We lost everybody. Jesus. You know, I'm going to tell you, there's the other flaw. There's the other flaw in this effing periscope thing. Let me tell you the other flaw in this effing periscope thing. I'm going to tell you. I know. I know. It's untied. Let me tell you. I'm going to tell you the other flaw in this periscope thing. If you get a text or you get a call, it shuts it off. It shuts it. What the F kind of technology is that? So if you get a call... The feed gets killed. That's horse crap. So you, you could, do you guys, do you want me to retitle it? Do you really want me to retitle it? Okay, I'll retitle it. Wow, what a pain in the ass this is. iPad. I know, but here's the only thing with the iPad. Let me explain to you guys. Here's the only thing with the iPad. I don't have a tripod. Because we actually have a, I, I got somewhat of a, a rig to do the uh, periscope thing. So I don't have a, uh, okay, 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 you guys are killing me. We're going iPad tomorrow. We're going iPad tomorrow. All right, I'm back. Anyways, uh, where were we? Man, that's a pisser. That's a pisser. Um, so, okay, after the first week, everybody was fine, okay? Everybody was fine. It, Trump was uh, doing his thing on, on Propter, on, on Point, but nobody was freaking. They were freaking, but they weren't freaking freaking because everybody figured, well, he's done the reboot, um, you know, 100 times. We kept hearing that, 200 times, 300 times. He'll step on his junk. So we get through a second week. And what do we hear? Steve Bannon, 20 years ago, had an altercation with his then wife, who is now his ex-wife. It's like, what? <laughs> what, did, what happened? Steve Bannon, and I told you all, this will be the lead on and Don Lemon's show. And sure enough, it was. And you say, well, why, why all of a sudden is this? Because Trump was staying on message. So we get done with that. And here we are in this third week. And what's happening? Trump's got a huge immigration uh, speech tonight. And he going to Mexico now. 
He still hasn't stepped on his junk, still hasn't done anything to get off message. You got more and more uh, emails that are coming out. Nobody's talking about that. But they just discovered, and we'll, and we'll get that to, in, a, in a little bit. They just discovered there was a bunch, I mean, I think 30, between 30 and 40 emails involving Benghazi that Hillary never turned over. That just came out. So people are freaking. Now, let me give you what I think is going to happen tonight. Here's what I think. I could be wrong. Let's see if my uh, prediction is spot on. We'll see. At the end of the day, the end of the day, the concept to throw every illegal out of the country all at once and an illegal who hasn't broken a crime and all they're doing is selling oranges down on Sherman Way. That concept is something that even the most, well, I shouldn't say the most hardened of hardened, but for the most part, even somebody who believes that we need to have a strong border and believes that uh, you should wait in line uh, to come to America and go through the right process, even those people believe uh, that maybe that's a little too harsh. Maybe that's a little too harsh. Remember, at the end of the day, politics is a business. And it's a game. That's what it is. Ever let anybody tell you different. Don't let anybody give you that BS line. Okay? Don't let anybody give you this BS line. That people get into politics to make the country and the world a better place. And all of these things that they want to do are to make the place, make the country, make the this and that for their grandchildren's grandchildren's, their grandchildren's children's grandchildren. It's a game and it's business. Politics are. That's it. And we've talked about this before. The disgruntled right who despise Trump, the never-Trumpers. I call them the disgruntled right. They despise Trump not because of principles, not because he's not a true conservative. It's because he's brand new to the game, and he beat all of them. That's why. He hasn't been doing this for 30 years. This is supposed to be Jeb Bush. This is supposed to be Ted Cruz. This is supposed to be Marco Rubio. They were the shoe-ins. They were the shoe-ins. 
Matter of fact, it was actually supposed to be two of the three, meaning it was supposed to be Jeb Bush with Marco Rubio as the VP. Or it was supposed to be Ted Cruz as Marco Rubio as the VP. But it's supposed to, or Marco Rubio and then Ted Cruz or whoever. But it's supposed to be them three. It was supposed to be them three. And Trump comes along and Fs everything up for everybody. That's why they're mad. It has nothing to do with principles. It has nothing to do with being a strict constitutionalist, as Mark Levin would say. Strict constitutionalist. It has nothing to do with that. It has everything to do with Trump is a legitimate outsider. And when you hear people go, he's not an outsider. He donated money. He do-. Stop. An outsider. Somebody that is not a politician. Somebody that hasn't been in the Senate for 40 years. Somebody that hasn't been part of the system as a state legislature, uh, as a congressman, as a senator, as a governor for 30 years, 40 years. Somebody that hasn't been part of that system. Giving money, that, that's not being part of the system. That's not part of the system. That's just doing what you got to do. Oh, I build in New York. I got to give money to Chuck Schumer. I got to give money to Hillary Clinton. I got to be friends with this person. I got to be friends with that person. I build in Florida. I got to give money to this person. I want to try to get a casino here. I'm going to give money to Jeb Bush's super PAC. Hopefully he'll legalize gambling. I'm in Las Vegas. I got to give money to Harry Reid. I got to give money to whoever. Me, Adelson, Steve Wynn, Phil Ruffin. We all got property here. We run this town. Got to pay the piper. That's not being part of the establishment. That's doing business. That's what you got to do. That's what you got to do. So that's the problem. That's why they're all upset. So here's what I think is going to happen. Ultimately, deporting every single illegal is something uh, that is not 100% popular. It's not 100% popular. Because when you say, okay, we're going to deport the criminals, we're going to deport the people who just got here, we're, people will go with that. Like I said, even uh, liberals, I mean, not bleeding harders, uh, not your, your extreme left, but, eh, you know, a, 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 a liberal moderate, They'll say, yeah, the criminals should go. Yeah, somebody who just popped in here, yeah, they should go. But what do you do with the person that's been here for 25 years? What do you do with that person? They've never broken the law. They're selling oranges Sherman way. Or they got them carts. And, and they sell the, the coconut. See, if you're not from California, you have no idea what I'm talking about. If you're not from California, you're like, what the hell are you talking about? Oranges on out here in California, they'll sell oranges on Sherman Way. They'll sell uh, like this, this, this nasty milk, like from a coconut or something that's in a drink. It's just nasty. 
those people, they'll say, yes, overstayed visas, gone. Overstayed visas, new, those are the people that even liberals are going, okay, but what do you do? What do you do with the 20-year? What do you do with the 15-year? What do you do with the mom selling oranges who had the anchor baby, and the anchor baby's now 19 years old? The anchor baby, uh, do you keep them? Do you send them? What do you do? So that's the big question. Now, yes, the hardcore, 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 the law is the law, will say they got to go. They got to go. Get rid of them. Got to go. We all know, and I'm probably one of the only people uh, that are on the radio that, you know, say it the way it is. We all know that at the end of the day, you've got to win the election. You've got to get in power to do anything. Yeah, you, you, you got to get in power. We can have, listen, we can have, we can have a strong stance, but if you don't get into office, guess what? It's all moot. We could sit here and scream from the rooftops. We could do the whole thing. But if you're not in office, if you're not in power, if you're not able to get in power and then say, okay, here's what we're going to do. We have 8,000 border agents. We're boosting that up uh, to 25,000 border agents. Okay, we don't have E-Verify. Now we're going to have E-Verify. And every company is going to have to follow E-Verify or they get fined. 5,000 first offense, 10,000 second offense. Overstayed visas? Uh, well, I, I mean, as stupid as uh, Chris Christie sounded, he wasn't completely off. When he said, hey, we track FedEx packages, he could have said it a little, um, I guess, better. <laughs> that's, the only, that's, that's the only word I could, I could find to describe what Christie said. But, yeah, if we could track... An effing package, okay? If, if we could track a package or get a package to some bum f town in, in the swamps of Louisiana, and if the package doesn't get there, we know exactly who has it, where it's at. If we could do that, we could track people who come here on a visa, they overstay the visa. And we find them, like we get them out. We can do that. I mean, we really can. It's not that hard. You just have to have the will. Do have laws on the books. We just don't follow them. This administration doesn't follow them. Sanctuary cities are not, (laughs) I mean, really? I mean, just eliminating sanctuary cities. I mean, there's a lot of stuff. If we just followed the law, you would solve a lot of these problems. Sanctuary cities, uh, you you would solve, 
I, I don't know, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of illegals. Hundreds of thousands. I don't know the exact number, but it would be impactual. Overstate visas, that would be impactual. E-verify, that would be impactual. Remember, if you can't get a job, I mean, is 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 much as that sounds like the Mitt Romney self-deportation, I'm sorry, but again, remember, when you hear people on the right, the disgruntled ones go, oh, if Trump is softening, it's no different than Jeb Bush, and it's no different. Listen, Trump didn't win because of immigration. He didn't win because of immigration. He won because he's Trump. Remember, politics is more about personality than it is about policy. And if somebody tells you that, they're stupid, they're misinformed, they're a plethora, a plethora of insults I could throw. But if somebody goes, it's not about personality, it's not about the person, it's about policy. No, no, it's the personality, it's the person, it's that connection, it's that connection, okay? It's that connection. Obama's policy, Hillary's policy, Joe Biden's policy, all those people that were on the stage in 08, they all had the same policy. They, they really did. They all had the same pop, but Obama's personality, Obama, was the thing that had people go, yes, yes. First black president, yeah, look at him, yeah, rah, look at him, yeah, oh, yeah. So that's what it's about. It's all it's about. Don't let the disgruntled right tell you different. So we already have policies on the books that if we enforce you would solve probably half the problem and yes self-deportation is real because if you can't get a job you're not going to come to the United States of America I mean you're really not if you know that if you go to the United States And the only way to get a job is really being illegal, meaning uh, there's a law in place, E-Verify, and companies that don't uh, do E-Verify are breaking the law. So now they're breaking the law and you're breaking the law. And now it's like just an underground operation. You're not coming here. You're, you're just not. If there's no sanctuary cities, you're not coming here. And if all of this gets in place, you're not staying here. If you're working in a warehouse in Los Angeles, or you're working in a warehouse in Arizona, or Nevada, and your boss comes in and goes, hey, Pepe, I'm going to have to let you go. Why? Well, they got this new law in place. It's called E-Verify. Oh, I know. Well, guess what? If I get caught, 
employing you, they're going to fine me five grand. And me paying you uh, the horrible wage that I'm paying you because you're an illegal is not, it's just the money I save is not worth the five grand that I'm going to have to pay if I get caught. Now, I don't know if they're going to be coming around uh, every month checking, but I don't want to take a chance. Well, once they say that and Pepe gets fired, well, guess what? Pepe's going to say, well, what am I going to do? Where am I going to go? I might as well head back to Mexico. Now, not all of them will leave. But there'll be some. So here's what I think is going to happen. Okay? Here's what I think is going to happen. I think Trump is going to soften on some of his positions. Not the wall... Not necessarily a deportation force, because we already have a deportation force. It's called ICE. They just have to be funded properly and told, go ahead, do your job. Go ahead, just do your job. So I think those are going to stay, but question is going to be, what do you do with the 11 million or 5 million or 2 million or however many illegals that are here that have been here for a certain amount of time that have broken no laws, some that have kids uh, that have... uh, Uh, Been in this country since birth, anchor babies. I think that's going to be the big question. That's going to be the big softening. And I think this meeting is going to give cover to that softening. I don't know how it's going to work. I'm not exactly sure how it's going to be worded. But last week, When people were saying, hey, are you softening your position? And Trump said, listen, I've been talking to a lot of people. I've been listening to people. I've had these meetings with, uh, you know, uh, leaders in the Mexican community and so forth and so on. And, you know, we we have to do something. There there has to be uh, some compassion at a certain level. So he already laid the groundwork. So I think the trip to Mexico will be me and the president talked. We came up with some ideas. He threw some ideas at me. I threw some ideas at him. And ultimately, here's my immigration policy. I think... X will stay, B will stay, Z will stay, F will stay. But I think the softening is going to be on the illegals that are here 
that have committed no crime. And I think one of the main components of staying will be how long have you been here? I think that will be part of the policy. I think the concept of no voting rights, maybe a 10-year or 15-year, because let's face it, ultimately, the only reason Democrats care about this issue, the only reason Democrats care about this issue is to A, have voters, and B, have a whole other group of people that rely on them, give them stuff. Making them dependent on them. That's it. So if you take out some of those elements, Democrats will drop them like a bad habit. And if there's no voting rights, so if you say, all right, uh, you two million illegals, you're going to be allowed to stay because you haven't broken the law, you haven't done this, you haven't done that. To me, the back tax thing is moot. I mean, it's moot. Why, why, why are they going to come out of the shadows, as it says, and pay back taxes? It's, it's just not going to happen. That's just silly. If they were really worried about taxes and doing that whole out-of-the-shadows thing, they would have came here legally. They would have gone through the process legally. They would have done the right thing. So that's, as far as I'm concerned, moot. But if you say to them, okay... You've been here for a certain amount of time. You, you've, you've beaten the system for a certain amount of time. It's almost like the, the statute of limitations. It's almost like the statute of limitations. It's like, okay, you haven't been charged with this crime. You did this crime. All right, it's been 15 years, 10 years. Uh, you won. You won. You beat us. You won. But, but, so... I think the but will be no voting rights. No voting rights. So you beat the system, cool. Here's what you're going to do. X, Y, and Z, but you can't vote. You can't vote. End of story. No voting. No voting. You're not a citizen. And you can't vote. So I think in these regards, these will be some of the moderations on this immigration plan. I think uh, using the president of Mexico as somewhat of a cover. Oh, I talk with the president. No different than I talk with these leaders here in the United States and you know, they, 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 they told me some things, and I, yeah, okay, I understand that, and now oh, I see their point. And this will be another one of those, I see the point. I understand. That's what a leader does. The leader goes, ah, okay. 
I understand your point of view. I understand your point of view. I have a point of view. You know what? Let's somewhat compromise. I won't compromise X, Y, Z, but I'm willing to compromise uh, D, E, and F. Are you willing to give? Are you willing to give? Okay, boom. I think that's what's going to happen tonight. I could be wrong. Could be wrong. Could be wrong. Trust me, I've been wrong before. I've been wrong before. Unfortunately, I've been wrong a lot. But that's what I think is going to happen. That's what I think is going to happen. Thank you. My my friends uh, said uh, they know I've been wrong a lot. Not that much, a-holes. So that's my two cents. That's my two cents at the end of the day. And truthfully, I don't think it makes a difference to Trump supporters one way or another. I don't think it makes a difference one way or another. I hear people say, well, the, the, the hardest of the hardcore, they're going to be upset. You know what? Maybe there's a little, uh, but not enough to say, oh, I'm done with you. F you. No. Because like I said before, elections are not about policy. They're about the person. They're about a connection to that person. Nobody's ever been elected president because 67 million people went, you know, I really like his policy position on building our military. Yeah, that's, I, wow, I really like that. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I really like their position, school programs. For little kids, yeah. No. No, it just doesn't happen. <laughs> it, just, it just doesn't happen. It's about the person. It's always been about the person. It's always been about the person. And it's not just the United States. That's how we are as humans. It's how we are as humans. Have you ever just looked at someone and said, wow, I don't like that person. Just the way they look, I don't like. What do you mean? You have never met them. I know, but I know once I meet them, I'm not going to like them. I know once I meet them, I'm not going to like them. That's being a human. So those are my two cents about the Trump speech. The left is freaking out. The left is freaking out. Oh, it's a photo op. Nothing more than a photo op. This is this is all going to backfire. But remember, it makes Trump look presidential. Presidential. You had the hurricane. He was there before Obama. And Hillary didn't even go. He's there passing out toys. 
He's doing the whole thing. People are like, yay, yay. And what I love uh, when the left and they go, well, did you notice he didn't go to any black community? He didn't go to a black community down there in Louisiana. (laughs) He didn't go to a black. Well, when Obama went, not for nothing, but the photo ops he did were with black people. I didn't hear too many people go, where are all the white people? Why is he not hugging and kissing white people? Come on, man. The left uses race more than just, they're just off the chains, man. Off the, just, they're, they're off the rails with race. Off the rails. So I think as it pertains to Louisiana, Trump looked more presidential than Hillary. And I think this is going to make him look presidential. And that's why the left is freaking. That's why the left is freaking. I mean, if you go to CNN, you go to MSNBC, you go to New York Times, you go to the Washington Post, you go to Vox, you go to Daily Beast, you go to all these places right now. They all have uh, activists. That's what I call them. This, uh, you know, uh, uh, Latin guy from this activist community. Oh, what Trump is doing for him to go down uh, to, that's an insult after calling Mexicans rapists and, uh, and criminal. Well, that's not what he said. That's not what he said. And nobody ever corrects any of the people. You know, never see Brooke Baldwin or the other dummy over there. What's the other one? I can't remember the other one, but the other dummy on uh, CNN. Well, I mean, they're all dummy, but the other uh, Brooke Baldwin and uh, Keeler, that dummy, the two dummies, the dummy twins, that's what I call them. So they wouldn't be doing this. They wouldn't be freaking about this meeting if they didn't think it was going to be impactful. Vicente Fox. Vicente Fox would not be screaming and yelling. Jorge Ramos would not be screaming and yelling. Remember, Jorge Ramos's daughter works for Hillary Clinton. How anybody could take Jorge Ramos serious is beyond me. Seriously, how anybody could take him ser- and 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 how any how any of the well, it's the left. So, <laughs> what do you expect? So Trump's going to look presidential. And I'm telling you, mark my words, it's going to give him cover for tonight's immigration speech. We'll know tomorrow. You guys come back here tomorrow. Come back here tomorrow. Same time, same place. And we'll discuss if I was right or if I was wrong. But that's my two cents. 
All right, listen to me. We're going to take a quick break, okay? We're going to take a quick break. All my uh, Periscope friends, we're going to take a break, which means we're going to log off. All right, we're going to log off, and then we're going to come back, and we will have another topic. So we will label the next topic. We will log back on now. If you want to hear um, the radio feed and listen to music and listen to commercials or whatever the hell it is that we play, you could find us on Spreaker. Okay? And right now what we're going to play is... Uh, a, a song by uh, Baked Alaska. All right. Baked Alaska. We love our cops and our military. It's the Rob Zakari Show. We'll be right back. Yes. During a press conference, Secretary Clinton assured us her private email server was secure, saying the server was on private property guarded by the Secret Service. Now, this would be laughable if it wasn't so serious. I know, you know, my constituents in eastern Iowa know you don't need to be a cat burglar to hack into an email server, and you don't need a cloth to wipe a server clean. 
One would think that a former United States senator, one would think that a former Secretary of State would know this as well. Would you agree with that statement? You would think, although as I said before, one of the things I've learned in this uh, case is that the, the Secretary may not have been as sophisticated as people assume. She didn't have a computer in her office at the State Department, for example. So I, I don't think, so I would assume the same thing about someone who'd been a senator and a high-ranking official. I'm not sure it's a fair assumption in this case. All right, we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Let's, uh, all right, we're back. We are live. We are back. We are going strong. Yes. It's Rob Zakari Show. Don't forget, guys, you could follow us uh, on Twitter. You could follow us uh, over on Facebook. It's uh, the Rob Zakari Show. You could listen to us over on Spreaker. You can find us on Blog Talk, we're, we're Periscope. I mean, we're just, we're everywhere. We got all these gadgets. We got all these, got all these gadgets. It's like, oh, that's what you got to do these days. Got to do these days. All right. So uh, I don't know if uh, if this is beating a, horse to death. I just saw it last night and uh it 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 still amazes me. It it does. It still amazes me. Uh over in Chicago. Um as August is ending. Now remember, uh, Dwayne Wade's cousin. And again, this is stuff that you you don't hear on CNN, you, you don't hear on MSNBC, you don't hear George Stepanopoulos talking about it, you don't hear uh, NBC, you, you, just, you just don't hear it. it. It's as if it doesn't exist. It's as if it doesn't exist. So, over the weekend, 57 people were wounded and 10 were killed. Okay. Monday, there was another homicide in Chicago, which brought the number of dead to 78 for the month of August. 7,400 people shot in the month alone. Do you realize that? Chicago is literally, or I'm sorry, literally, literally, like being in Iraq at the height, at the at the height, at the height of the war. Remember, every day. Uh, the nightly news would broadcast, uh, you know, uh, uh, three American soldiers killed today, uh, one American soldier killed today, five American soldiers killed today. Brings our total to a hundred American soldiers. Remember Keith Oberman, Katie Turr's old boyfriend? Yes, Katie Turr. 
whose mom dad uh, bobbed her was a cameraman out here in Los Angeles. He became a she. He became a she before Bruce Jenner became a she, but young Katie Turr got her start doing a little, you know, skin flute action with Keith Oberman. When Keith Oberman was the uh, big man on campus in MSNBC. Big man on campus. So remember Oberman? Every night would talk about the soldiers killed in Iraq. And he would do a whole little bit about it. And it's, you know, uh, 672 days since... George Bush declared mission accomplished. And imagine if they did that for the deaths in Chicago. I mean, just imagine. Just imagine. Now, I know Fox won't do it. They should. But Fox won't do it. Remember, all of you who says... Uh, Fox is uh, some some conservative beacon are delusional. Remember, Fox News uh, is nothing more than a, a money gimmick. Everything about Rupert Murdoch, everything about his kids, everything about the management, everything about Fox is liberal, is leftist. Fox News was nothing more and still is. I mean, they're still they're they're, they're still the number one cable news network. But it's, it's just a cash cow. That's all it is for Murdoch. It was a cash cow. It was capitalizing on the era of conservative radio with Rush Limbaugh at the peak. Okay. When Limbu was at his peak, when he burst on the scene and had, you know, I don't know, 20, 25 million people hanging on his every word. When Rush Limbu was at the peak, Roger Ailes went, hmm, ha, maybe there's something here. So Fox News is not going to do it, but they should, as far as Hannity or O'Reilly. I mean, Megyn Kelly's not going to do it. Maybe Greta will. Nah, she won't. But imagine every single day when you watched the news, they said the death toll today was two in Chicago, bringing the total for the month. To 78. Imagine how much shock the American people would be in. Imagine how much shock the American people would be in. Chicago is going to be the deadliest, or I should say the month of August is going to be the deadliest month since the 70s. 
I mean, that's amazing. 480, I mean, it's, it's, it's horrible, and I, and I don't mean to laugh, but 487 people have died so far this year. 487 people. And 2,800 people have been shot. And the year before, they had 491 people killed and 2,988 people shot. So that was for an entire year. So they're on pace to break last year's stats. And we still got, what, see, uh, August, uh, we're almost in September, September, October, November, December, four months. We still got four months left. I mean, this is amazing. I mean, it really is. It really is. I mean, that means in about a year and a half, almost a thousand people have been killed in Chicago. Just Chicago. A thousand people. That, that's, uh, Jesus, that's just astonishing. I mean, I mean, it, it, it's it's almost breathtaking. It really is. It, it, it's it's astonishing. It's breathtaking, and it's sad. And the crazy thing, Don Lemon from CNN won't talk about it. Charles Blow from the New York Times won't talk about it. Eugene Robinson, he won't talk about it. The rapping Michael Dyson, you've seen that guy before. He's like, my brothers and sisters, when you see the platitude of the matitude of the death and destruction that Donald Trump will bring. You've heard him, right? Michael Dyson. Brothers and sisters, my brothers and sisters. You don't hear him talking about it. Cornell West. It's like, why do they all rap? Why do they all do that rapping thing? Because as you see, I want to be like the seas to pot for my brothers and sisters. What is that about? What is it? And they ain't rapping. They're not rapping about Chicago. They're not even going to Chicago. You don't see Charles Blow going to Chicago. When Eugene Robinson, when Eugene Robinson is writing a column going, Donald Trump is, is, Donald Trump is very insulting when he says you could go down the street and get shot. Where is he talking about? Why is he, for the most part, for the most part, the majority of African Americans uh, live a 
middle class, well-to-do life. I guarantee Eugene Robinson ain't walking around Chi-Town. Somebody say I need air conditioning. I know. Look at that. <laughs> well, yeah, but if I didn't have the clear shirt on, you guys wouldn't see my my profuse sweating. You guys wouldn't see that. But you don't see Charles Blow. You don't see Don Lemon. When Don Lemon goes, you know, I live in Harlem, and nothing bad happens in Harlem. I'm in Harlem, and I live in a building with very well-educated people. I've never heard these guys talk about Chicago before. And the gun laws in Chicago are some of the toughest. Obama's from there. Rahm Emanuel's the mayor. Nobody says nothing. It's like, again, remember what I said yesterday, what I said before, before that, last month, two months ago. If the media doesn't cover it, it did not happen. Remember that. If the media doesn't cover it it never existed remember a lot of this pain and suffering that goes on in our society has been going on for 20 or 30 years but back in the 80s back in the 70s pre cable news pre the internet. When the only way you knew what was going on in Chicago, or the only way you knew what was going on in Rochester, New York, or the only way you knew what was going on in Los Angeles, was if something happened so catastrophic that the nightly news, the world nightly news, okay, with Peter Jennings or... Uh, Cronkite or, or, or whoever, Dan Rather, if they covered it. If they didn't cover it, you didn't know what happened in any of these places. But there were deaths, there were, there were child abductions, there were molestations, there, there, were, there were horrible, horrible things that happened. But you didn't know about it. And if you lived in a little town... He thought all was well with the world. So it's the same concept now. With all of the media and all of the ways we get information, Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and every, every, every other way, we know everything. We know everything. So when the media decides, hey, we're going to be like the 80s, we're going to be like the 70s, and we're just going to ignore 
this issue or that issue or what's going on there. And then people will go, ah, that's not happening. So you never hear rapping Michael Dyson rapping about Chicago or Charles Blow. I mean, Charles Blow gets more upset at Donald Trump for reaching out to black people then Charles Blow gets upset at Obama, the administration, and Rahm Emanuel for not doing, forget his job. How about just, just making an effort? How about just making an effort? Making an effort. Just making an effort to do something about what's going on in Chicago. Eugene Robinson. If you watch Chris Matthews or Lawrence O'Donnell, this Eugene Robinson, every night he's on there. Bitching and moaning about Trump. Bitching and moaning about some other Republican. But never once saying, you know, I'm really upset about What's going on in Chicago? I'm really upset about Rahm Emanuel. I'm really upset what's going on in Los Angeles. Our crime rate is spiked. I'm really upset about Mayor Bellasio. New York's crime All the major cities in the United States of America, the crime rate has spiked. No one talks about that. No one talks about that. So guess what? Doesn't exist. Doesn't exist. Every single city, major city, the crime rate has spiked. Has it been going down? It's been going up. Every Major city. It doesn't count when the liberals and Obama say, yeah, but if you look at the national app, listen, you know how, you know how manipulated numbers are? I mean, we just had something come out in Los Angeles, God, three weeks ago, where they were cooking the books. It's a big story out here. They were cooking the books. They were cooking the books in Los Angeles to make the crime rate look lower than it is. But it's amazing that no one in the media talks about what's happening. Hell, didn't Spike Lee... And I'm not defending Spike Lee because I don't like Spike Lee at all. And his movies suck. I'm mean, really, Spike Lee movies are horrible. They, they really are. You ever see the one where it's like about the phone sex operator or whatever? I mean, horrible. Just Spike Lee is just, he's just horrible. He did do the movie about the violence in Chicago. I think it was called Chirac. Uh, and it got buried I mean it got buried 
I did get lasted at the movie theater for a week. Nobody talked about it. I think it lasted for a, a one or two day news cycle. They had to have them on. But nobody talked about it. You didn't see any panels being conducted about how it's an important film that people must see. It's an epidemic, so forth and so on. They buried it. They buried it. If more people were actually aware of what's going on in Chicago, what's going on in Los Angeles, what's going on in New York, what, what's going on in the major cities, then they would connect the dots. They would connect the dots. They would then go, well, who's the mayor? It's Blasio. It's Garcetti. It's Villa La Grossa. It's Rahm Emanuel. It's Nutter. It's Rollins. I mean, the list goes on. And the thing they all have in common is that they're Democrats. They're all Democrats. Even my hometown of Rochester, New York. The mayor's love. Her name's Love. She's a black Democrat named Love. Love something. I, I don't know what it is, but it's... Rochester today. I know it's Rochester. You Give me a break for a minute, but... At one time, Rochester, New York... was literally considered miniature New York City. We had industry. We, we had industry coming out of the yin-yang. The Democrats destroyed it. The Democrats destroyed that city. Rochester is a shell. It literally is a shell. It's a shell of what it once was. Democrats. All Democrats. All the cities that have huge problems are all controlled by Democrats. The legislature is controlled by Democrats. And their one big accomplishment that Democrats throw out there, the one big accomplishment that Democrats throw out there, look at California. Now, I know, talking about the governor here, it's not the, the, the uh, mayor, it's not the city, but it goes with this bit. Look at California. Look, it wasn't dead. Look at the surplus. Look at Jerry Brown's doing. Look how great it is. Look what's happening. Look, that's a Democrat. That's a Democrat. That's Democrat policies. Look, listen, California doesn't count. 
It really doesn't. California as a whole doesn't count. The tech industry is in California. Okay? Hollywood's in California. California is California. Schwarzenegger was a disaster because Schwarzenegger, Schwarzenegger. L.A.? Ugh. L.A., please. I mean, it's not Chicago. It's not Chi-Town. It's not Chirac. But Los Angeles right now is not this bastion of greatness. And I will leave you with this. Imagine if all of these cities that we're talking about were controlled by Republicans. Imagine if Rahm Emanuel wasn't Rahm Emanuel. Okay? Imagine if he was... God, I, Scott Walker. I know he's the, the governor, but that just... Imagine he was Marco Rubio. Imagine if Chicago was controlled by a Republican. There would be death counts on television, on every single news program. Charles Blow, Eugene Robinson, the rapping Michael Dyson. He might even get that, that uh, Melissa Harry Paris. The list. Hello, I'm Melissa Harris Harris. Hi, how are you? Hey, talking. The only person that was on TV and radio uh, that had a beyond horrible list. 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 Hello, Imagine what Cornell West would be saying. If a Republican ran Chicago. Imagine. They'd be losing their minds. If a Republican ran Chicago. If a Republican ran Los Angeles. If a Republican ran Baltimore. The list goes on and on. If Republicans controlled these cities. People would be Losing their minds. If a Republican was president right now. If a Republican was president right now. And you had all this horrible stuff that is going on in this country. You had all this horrible stuff that was going on. You would not hear. Yeah, but look at the stock market. Because that's all you hear is, well, look at the stock market. The stock market's at record highs. Sorry, look at the look at the stock market. And I've said it before and I'll say it again. The stock market only benefits really a handful of people if you take the United States as a whole. The stock market only benefits a handful of people. The average folk, the average worker, the guy that's working construction. 
the guy that 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 creating that traffic jam in LA. And you're like, oh, why do they got to work during the day? That guy, he, he don't have thousands and thousands of shares of apples. He's not sitting there going, oh, man, Apple's up today. Oh, yeah. Oh, Netflix is up. Yeah, woo. He doesn't do that. He doesn't do it. So that spin would not be used. That spin would not be used. The spin they use now. Well, look at unemployment. Look at unemployment. Look at unemployment. Look at the stock market. That's success. Whoa. Really? That's the, the, nothing else counts. We had a Republican president right now. Oh, my God. They'd be tortured. 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 But, like I've said for the last year, year and a half, back in 2000, when Republicans were all giving each other reach-arounds, ah, ah, look, look, we got the White House, woo! While they were doing that, oh, now we're, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're going to run for this seat. We're going to run for that seat. We're going to do this. While they were doing that, Democrats were plotting their takeover. And Democrats worked to control the media. And that's exactly what they did. Democrats said... We will never, ever again be in a position where we don't control the message to the masses. So when we have our chance to get power, we will never, ever let it go. And that's what they did. That's what they did. So in turn, this entire Obama run, this entire Obama run has been created by the media. You hear the left talk about gun violence. You hear the left talk about Assault rifles. You hear the left talk about it's all the Republicans' fault. All this death and destruction is the Republicans' fault. They want to give weapons to five-year-olds. They want uh, to have uh, high-powered assault weapons to seven-year-olds. You, you, you know the lines. You know the gimmick. You know what they say. And only controlling the media could Democrats get away with this line of attack because, I'll remind you, 
Democrats controlled every aspect of government for two years. And then two years after that, they controlled almost all of government. If Obama and the left really gave a crap about gun violence and about assault weapons, they could have re-upped the bill that Bill Clinton signed that lapsed under the Bush administration, which was the 10-year assault weapons ban. They easily, they easily could have done that, but they didn't. They didn't do it in the first two years when they controlled everything. They didn't do it in the two years after when they controlled almost everything. They didn't do it. And the reason they got away with it and they continue to get away with it is because they control the media. Nobody brings up these things. Nobody talks about these things. So in turn, guess what? It doesn't exist. See, you get somebody like my dad, 78 years old. I consider him uh, a low-information voter, not because he's dumb, but because he's 78, and he doesn't know how to use the Internet, and he doesn't know how to use Twitter, and he doesn't know how to scan nine different news sites and get information. He watches CNN. He watches MSNBC. He goes to Fox. So he only knows what they tell him. He reads the Rochester Democrat and Chronicle. So when he's watching Rachel Maddow, and he's watching Chris Matthews, and they're banging the pavement, guns, 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 guns. When I talk to him, What's the first thing he says? We got If you want to stop the crime in Chicago, you even need to get these guns off the street. You got the, the open carry and the this and the that and the because these are the things that are pumped into his head, along with millions and millions of other people. There's nobody banging into his head. Hey, this is the Democrats' fault. It's not the Republicans' fault. The Democrats could have passed bills for assault weapons and all these things that they blame the right for. But they didn't. Just like they could have passed immigration reform. They didn't. Instead, I don't mean to get off topic, they put in place a health bill that is basically like the Bill Clinton assault weapons ban. Bill Clinton's assault weapons ban was a 10-year bill, and then it lapsed. Obama's Obamacare is basically an eight-year bill because it's already breaking down. You already have companies like Aetna getting out 
And the day Obama leaves office, everybody is going to leave Obamacare. And you will be left with nothing. Just like the assault weapons ban. A bill that lapses in 10 years. And it was all for political theater. That's it. All for political theater. Remember, controlling the media, controlling the media lets you get away with taking cities, major American cities, and running them into the ground. Making them war zones like Chicago. And then the media will not report on it. The media will not talk about it. The media will ignore it. And you will have record numbers of deaths like you have in Chicago. And what I'm going to do tomorrow, because I'm always going to talk about this, because I still think it's amazing that the rappers like Dyson and Cornell West bitch and moan about Trump, but say nothing about Rahm Emanuel and Obama and Chicago. But I'm going to get the numbers on Los Angeles. I'm going to get I'm going to get numbers from last year and this year. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to go wonky. I'm not going to go too wonky, but I'm going to get numbers. I want to do some comparisons. I want to do some comparisons. And go, okay, Garcetti's been mayor for XYZ and there's been X amount of murders, X amount of robberies, X amount of Death, I guess you could say. Same thing with New York. You know, Bellasio. And we'll just do a little breakdown here and there. And we'll revisit Chirac. All right? So, Rob Curry Show, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, if you guys are listening to uh, Spreaker, if you guys are listening to Spreaker, you'll listen to Baked Alaska. I got a new one. This is the original Baked Alaska and it's called Build the Wall here on the Rob Zakari Show. We'll be right back. Yeah. Uh. Build the wall, it just got 10 feet higher. Build the wall, it just got 10 feet strong. Build the wall, it just got 10 feet higher. And build and build and build and just build the wall. Just got ten feet high. 
even having that song in the in the lineup <laughs> I do I regret having that I'm sorry 
I'm sorry, I have this song in the lineup. It's, uh, I was told by uh, my, my writer and uh, uh, producer, the music is on blog talk. So if you go to Spreaker, there's no music. Now, I can put, I know they could do soundboard for Spreaker. I just uh, haven't done it. They, they, they haven't done it. I, I don't know why. I, whatever. Anyways, um, so if you, the music is on uh, Blog Talk, not Spreaker. So if you're listening to Spreaker, you're hearing dead air. But we cut the show in pieces. So if you listen to each segment, you're not going to hear dead air. You're just going to uh, hear each bit. All right, so Trump is now landing in Mexico. Or they're getting ready for him to land in Mexico. I think he's taking the, the helicopter. They keep, when I was over in the other room, they keep showing shots of him in the helicopter. So would he take the helicopter to... <laughs> Mexico. So he's in. He took the helicopter to Mexico. Took the helicopter. It's so. Uh, it's just. We'll see what happens. I I keep waiting to see, uh, uh, like a a surface to air missile take that helicopter out as it's flying in the air. El Chapo. <laughs> you know some of some of the El Chapo because didn't El Chapo wasn't El Chapo the one that said he was going to kill Trump wasn't it Chapo I think it was maybe it's uh, one of the other cartels do they does, is the Medellin is that how you, the Medellin Medellin <laughs> what's the brothers what about the the uh, the brothers them? Maybe they're. I don't know. I, I gotta I gotta I gotta brush up on my uh, my my cartels and all the the drug lords over there. But yeah, so they just keep showing the same video over and over, and it's this uh, shot of Trump's helicopter flying into the frame, and then it's in a small window. And then they have uh, shots of Trump talking about building the wall and Mexico is going to pay for it and deportation forces. And then it goes to the president of Mexico saying um, Trump is, is Hitler and he's bad and he's horrible and so forth and so on. So we'll see what happens, but that's what's going on. So we've got... Uh, Hillary Clinton and Benghazi emails. And of course, Mark Cuban. I know. How does this uh, work into the same conversation? Well, Mark Cuban, listen, Mark Cuban might be the most annoying, luckiest billionaire in the history of annoying people and billionaires. I mean, he really, really is. He's that, that, that special kind of annoying. He's that lucky billionaire 
that happened to be at the right place, the right time, and got involved in the internet, and basically overnight became a billionaire. So in turn, he's forever annoying, like to the 10th degree of annoying. So he was on, was it Lemon? One of the night guys. Lemon or Cooper. He was one of those guys. And he actually said, I mean, just just listen to this. He actually said that the whole passing of classified information that Hillary Clinton did and just everything that involves Hillary and her server is not her fault. It's because the guy that set her server up is an amateur. It's basically what he said. He's an amateur. He's an amateur. Amateur. He set her server up Wrong. I kid you not, man. That is what he said. He set her server up wrong. Set it up wrong. So in turn, it's not her fault that classified information was not tagged. It's not her fault. That classified information was not flagged. So she shouldn't be blamed. She shouldn't be taking the heat. This is Mark Cuban. The world's luckiest and dumbest Billionaire. The world's luckiest and dumbest billionaire. I mean, Hillary Clinton shouldn't have been having a private server in the first place. That's a fact. I mean, that's a fact. And when you listen to the ignorant and stupid left try to play that, well, so-and-so had a private email and such and such had a pri- just, just, just stop. Stop. A private email, you know, Hotmail, Gmail, Yahoo, is incredibly different. Incredibly different than a private server. Incredibly different. I mean, it's, it's not even playing on the same field. One is baseball, the other is football. I 
And when you got dummies like Mark Cuban, and I know, he's a billionaire, tons of money, can't be that dumb. Yes, yes, yes he is. Yes. He got lucky. Right place at the right time. Right place at the right time. Plain and simple. Right place at the right time. So the news yesterday, and of course, nobody's talking about it. Because the media is controlled by the left. And that is, out of the 15,000 messages or emails, there's about 30 or 40 that are related to Benghazi. Remember, Hillary Clinton said, okay, Hillary Clinton said, I turned over every work-related email. I turned over every single work-related email. Every single email that I still have or I erased had to do with weddings, yoga, my favorite Netflix movie. Remember that. That's what she said. That's what she said. Plain and simple. This isn't a right-wing conspiracy. That's what she said. And now we're seeing that that's not true. We're seeing that's not true. Now, yes, Hillary Clinton being a lying scumbag is nothing new. We know that. Hillary Clinton just being a scumbag in general is nothing new. We knew that. We know that at the end of the day, Bill Clinton is a scumbag. We know that. I mean, yes, the majority of politicians are scummy. Yes, we know that. It's just a matter of how scummy. I get that. Sure. I understand. But you see, Hillary Clinton and the entire Clinton crew, they reach a level of scumminess that's unprecedented. Seriously, it's unprecedented. And like I said before, rather Trump wins, rather Trump loses. I guarantee you, I guarantee you, Hillary Clinton 
will not make it past her first term. And I'm not talking about losing, but you will see a President Kane. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. Because the Clintons, they, they can't help themselves. They can't help themselves. Like we talked about, uh, I don't even know how many months ago. I mean, listen, Hillary Clinton knew she was going to be running in 2016. She knew. She knew. She absolutely knew. And yet, everything that she's been doing, everything she's been doing, that she's been getting grief for, that she's been getting heat for, that has put her popularity, her trustworthiness, all of those things at the, at the just the garbage heap of garbage. Just, you got garbage, you got garbage, and then you got a heap of garbage. Okay? You got garbage, and then you got garbage under garbage. So you got like double garbage. And yet, she still did everything that she's done. She still has done, <laughs> you know, the foundation, the server, all of the... She knew she was going to be running. She knew that this could come back and bite her in the ass. But she did it anyways. She did it anyways. That, my friends, that, my friends, is the most disturbing aspect of all of this. That's the most disturbing aspect. That she knew all of this would be a problem. But she said to herself, F it. F it. I control the media. The Democrats control the media. The Democrats control the media. They will do everything in their power to protect me. Or Bernie Sanders or whoever is the nominee. And I can get out of anything. (laughs) I can get out of anything. I mean, you want to talk about uh, the, the, the Teflon Trump. Remember during the primary season? Teflon Trump. Nothing sticks. Nothing sticks. The Clintons are Teflon. Only Bill Clinton could have gotten elected. Not once, but twice. Only Bill Clinton could have escaped everything that he's escaped. And basically, not one person ever talks about the past. Like, the real past. 
The Clintons are the only ones who've ever gotten away with what they've gotten away with. Any other politician would have been run out of the town. They, they would have. They would have been run out of the town. So, yeah, do I think these uh, Benghazi emails are going to matter? Probably not. This new revelation that she didn't hand over the work email, probably not. I mean, the media is not going to talk about it. CNN's not going to talk about it. They're not going to convey panels. MSNBC's definitely not going to talk about it. Rachel Maddow is not going to do a segment. Of course she's not. Rachel Maddow's the one that's hugging her. Practically French kissing her after the debate. She's not going to harp on it. So, yeah. Do I, do I think it Matt? No. But. But. Here's the thing. If you can keep this stuff at least, at least in that part of the people's brains where they have that doubt and they're just, they they just need that one teeny, tiny, just just fragment of insurance that Trump is not going to blow up the world. One teeny tiny fragment. That's all it will take to convert the four million people that need to be converted or people to come out or people to stay home to give Trump that win. So that's what these past three weeks have been about. That's what the Mexico trip is about. That's what uh, the new policy, whatever that is, is about. It's going to be a combination of all this stuff. It's going to be a combination of all this stuff. Because remember, Hillary's not winning by 10 points. She's not winning by 15 points. She's not winning by 9 points. Probably up legitimately 2 to 3 points. She's probably legitimately up 2 to 3 points, maybe 4. Which translates to between 2 and 4 million votes. And all people want is just that teeny, tiny something. You know when you see the rom-coms and the guy or the girl, whoever the hell is the star, basically just wants that one sign. Remember along came Polly? 
that one. Oh, I'm going to take the peanut and, and, and scratch it on the ground. Look, that means I can change. That means I love you. That's how a bunch of people are right now. I'll give you an example. My mom's not exactly a a, a right-wing, you know, cuckoo bird. And when I was there a couple weeks ago, you know what she told me? You know, I was going to vote for Trump. And I'm not saying I'm not going to vote for Trump. But I'll tell you, he just needs to learn how to shut his effing mouth. Oh, why can't he just shut up? That's somebody from the rom-com movies that goes, I just, I just need to see that one thing. I just, 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 yes. Uh, if, 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 if he says, how are you? When I see him, that means he loves me. And the music plays. And just when you think they're about to separate, and he's not going to say it. He goes, oh, I, I just wanted to say, how are you? Oh, that's all it takes. That's all it takes. Do I think all these emails and all of these scandals and all of these just bizarro, weirdo Hillary Clinton, which is really par for the Clintons, do, do I think People are going to go, oh, that's it. I'm done. I'm done. I'm, yep, that's it. I'm done with Hillary. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's it. That was it. It's the fact that she's not uh, truthful about uh, the emails or Benghazi. No. But that's going to play into it. That is what puts that, I just need that one little thing from Trump. I, I just... I just need that one thing. And if Trump stays on point, if Trump stays on point, and we're going on three weeks now, today's Wednesday, we're almost done with Wednesday, if he stays on point and doesn't step on his own junk, all those people that have all this Hillary stuff in their brain going, ugh, 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 will make that switch as long as doesn't step on the junk. Because remember, when people tell you, oh, nobody's going to forget about the Gold Star family. Nobody's going to forget about Megyn Kelly and blood coming out of her ears, eyes, what. B.S. B.S. It wasn't too long ago where Caitlyn Jenner w- w- was the most happening chick dude in the world, okay? It wasn't too long ago when Caitlyn Jenner was the hippest, coolest tranny or, or cross-dresser in the world. Well, that didn't last too long, Okay. That didn't last too long. So, uh, the American people don't have a long attention span. They're pretty quick to forget. 
I mean, hell, there was a time when people were talking about wanting to deport Justin Bieber. There was a time when Justin Bieber was despised. I think that lasted for about a year. Maybe shorter. And he's back putting 15,000, 16,000 people in Staples Center or other arenas across the United States getting $150 a ticket. So, yeah. The American people's attention span and their memories are not very long. Do the Benghazi emails matter? Taken as just a new revelation, a new scandal? No. But as a put-it-in-your-brain type of thing, keep it there, and just say, Trump, give me that something. Just, just give me that, that one little thing. Please. Just, just give it to me. Just, just give it to me. That's all I want. Just give me that one little thing. If you do that, I'm with you. You give me that, I'm with you. So that's what I think. Again, could be wrong. <laughs> we'll see. But that's my two cents. All right. It's the Rob Zakari Show. Uh, I, I was going to take a, a quick break so we could kind of uh, break up our segments, but you know what? It's 12.28 p.m. Uh, we might as well just uh, keep plowing, and we'll wrap up the next segment, and then we'll be done for the day. And yes, it is hot, okay? It's always hot in this studio. You guys just see it more today because I got the gray shirt on, so you see the sweat. <laughs> Leaking out of me. <laughs> oh man, God, what a what a day! Yesterday it was about a buck oh six here in Los Angeles. A buck oh six, just I, I God, and it's not supposed to be this warm out here. It's not. It's not supposed to be this warm. So let's start cooling down. We're getting toward the end of summer. Football starts next week. Fall. It's right around the corner. Playoffs for baseball. World Series. And yet it's it's still hot. Real hot. Whew. And I gotta, oh, and I gotta go to the valley today. I gotta do so much stuff this afternoon. Horrible, 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 horrible. I say horrible. So we'll burn through our last uh, topic and uh, end the show. And so, um. We talked about Dr. Drew the other day. 
And I don't want to spend a ton of time on it. But let me just throw this out there. Because I think it highlights uh, the uh, media and um, the left's control over the media. So, Dr. Drew, as you all know, was let go by CNN. And he happened to be let go around the time he talked about Hillary Clinton's health. He did his Dr. Drew, Hillary Clinton, doesn't look well, I'm a doctor, here's my diagnosis, and what I think is up. So he was fired. Gone. And of course, everybody was saying, oh man, CNN fired Drew because he brought up the whole health issue. Because remember, pre-Dr. Drew, when Hannity or anybody else talked about Hillary Clinton's health, they had doctors or um, other internists that nobody ever heard of. So you see, uh, you know, Dr. Lupestein. And Dr. Lupestein is uh, talking about Hillary's health. And people are going, ah, it's just some quack. It's just some quack doctor from uh, Cannonball Run uh, era. You remember Cannonball Run, the doctor? Burt Reynolds, I mean, remember? All right, I guess it's too old for you guys. Um <laughs> I guess it's too old for you guys. But nobody paid much attention. Nobody really cared. Now, everybody, everybody knows Dr. Drew. Everybody knows Dr. Drew from the days of Rehab House and Love lines and so forth and so on. So when Dr. Drew says, ah, yeah, Hillary Clinton is not looking too well. People actually pay attention. People actually take notice. And remember, CNN controlled by the Democrats, controlled by liberals. They are the Clinton News Network. So that didn't go over too well. So he was fired. Now, here's the wild, and I mean wild, aspect to this. Now, people started saying, hey, this was done because of Hillary, and it's the Clinton News Network, and blah, blah, blah. Now, The pushback was the Daily Beast. Yes, the pushback was the Daily Beast. And it's incredible. Because the Daily Beast did an article where they said, listen, Dr. Drew could have been fired 
a year ago. Dr. Drew could have been fired two years ago. And here are all the reasons Dr. Drew could have been fired and should have been fired. And so the Daily Beast did an article and gave a rundown of all of these uh, incidences that Dr. Drew has been involved in that should have gotten him fired. Rather, it was people that were on his celebrity rehab show that have relapsed or killed themselves to um, get well drugs, you know, like you take this pill, you lose weight or something like that that turned out to be bogus or turned out to be somewhat questionable. Lawsuits. I mean, they gave a list, like a laundry list of things that Dr. Drew has done that should have gotten him fired. Justice Department settlements with pharmaceutical companies. I mean, seriously, a list of bad deeds. That's what I call from Dr. Drew, a list of bad deeds. A list of bad deeds. Dr. Drew, you are a bad person. Money taken from pharmaceutical company. I mean, just really a laundry list of bad stuff. Saying Dr. Drew is a scumbag. Dr. Drew had no business being on CNN. And he should have been fired a long time ago. So for all of you people that think Dr. Drew was fired because of what he said about Hillary Clinton, you're all wrong. Dr. Drew was fired because of this laundry list of bad stuff. And it just happened to be that he got fired now. It was a coincidence. That's all. Had nothing to do with Hillary Clinton. It was a coincidence. That's it. I read this article. I said, oh, my God. This Samantha Allen just unloaded. On Dr. Drew. I said, wow. She just went off on Dr. Drew. She just lit him up. Amazing. And here's the punchline. The company that owns the Daily Beast. The company that controls the Daily Beast, along with a whole bunch of other sites like OKCupid and Tinder, it's a company called IAC. And you know who's listed as the president of IAC? When you click on IAC, 
to find out who they are, what they're about. Who's their public face? Take a guess who that person is. Take a guess who the president is. Chelsea Clinton. Yes. Chelsea Clinton is the president of IAC. IAC controls owns and gives the marching orders to the Daily Beast. The Daily Beast did a hit job on Dr. Drew to make sure everybody knew that CNN, the Clinton News Network, didn't fire Dr. Drew because he questioned Hillary Clinton's health. They fired Dr. Drew because he's a scumbag. And he's been a scumbag dating back to 2008, 2005, 2004. Matter of fact, his scumbagness started Back in 1999. So this was a long time coming. I would say that is a wow moment. And of course, not too many people are going to put all that together. Talk about it publicize it and let anybody know what the truth is about the Daily Beast, Chelsea Clinton, CNN, Dr. Drew. So Rob Zakari Show, we're out of here, guys. It is 1241. You guys have been great. You guys have been the best as always. Don't forget, we will see you tomorrow. Uh, Come back. Do 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 take it back and uh we'll see you then. Don't forget follow us at the RobZakariShow dot com, follow us at Spreaker, follow us on Blog Talk Radio, follow us on Periscope, follow us on Facebook, uh, you follow us everywhere, anywhere, anytime. We'll see you guys uh, as always, like I said, uh, you are the best. Goodbye, good day.